You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ireland. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site now. We've got you taken care of. My start sit column, The Decider. We also have our uh, positional rankings, sleepers and busts that you can check out, as well as uh, picks straight up against the spread. A comprehensive look there coming up. Uh, we also talk about DFS there in depth on the lineup uh, targets you should have. And that's what we do here Unlocked on fantasy football to close the weeks here every week. So week 10, we'll put a bow on it here. We started week 10, unfortunately, with a bad fantasy football game there for the Ravens and Dolphins. The Dolphins stunned the Ravens. Not a very good fantasy game for most of the players. The game, there are a few standouts, but uh, definitely disappointing for some of the better matchups in that game. So we'll break that down for you in uh, short, and then we'll... Dive into the core players you should target in your lineups for DraftKings and FanDuel, whether you're playing cash games or tournaments, on the main slate there. So sticking with those 11 games there on Sunday, not uh, doing the prime time there. So that's what we usually do, uh, tell you how to uh, target players there that are going to help you most this week at different price points there. So you can construct different types of lineups where we give you the basics there to put out a dominant and a winning uh, lineup there, whatever you're playing on either site. So we'll do that, and then we'll close the show, as we always do, and the week, with our injury updates for Sunday and Monday's game. So we'll look at that for you in, in depth, and uh, we'll get the final designations here on Friday for most of the games, except for Monday night, but uh, we'll uh, give you what is trending right now in that department as well. So before we get into it, thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available for you on all platforms. And this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football, I can proudly say, is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an official community center. A big thank you for our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. All right, let's uh, quickly talk about this Ravens Dolphins game. Quickly, because it was awful for a lot of fantasy football purposes here. Let's start with the Ravens. We thought they would run all over the Dolphins, and that included Lamar Jackson, and the Dolphins had been really bad in the front seven, but what happened is that they got a little pass happy. They let the Dolphins get going with the blitz there. They had a little few offensive line issues. Lamar held the ball a little too long. They had some misconnections downfield. Just missed a few big plays. They had a few bad turnovers late in the game uh, there, including one uh, fumble by Sammy Watkins returning, and I think he kind of mucked up some things. He missed up a uh, big touchdown opportunity that Lamar should have had him on, and then he didn't look right. And then he lost the ball there to really cost the Ravens late there to turn into a touchdown. Xavier Howard appearance there back on a big turnover takeaway and score. So the Dolphins defense, second straight big game after what they did to the Texans last week. Out of nowhere, they were doing nothing. Brian Flores maybe, maybe making some adjustments here to get the Dolphins playing more like they did last year to get after it, be aggressive, make those big plays. And the Ravens, I think, were a little shell-shocked for it. Maybe they got a little cocky, confident, short week turnaround here. The whole home narrative between Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown 
Well, Hollywood uh, was uh, not very good here. He was more like uh, Oxnard in this game, and no offense to the Cowboys training facility city there, but yeah, it was not good uh, for Hollywood, Florida here, uh, returning for Marquise or for Lamar Jackson. Jackson keeps up his touchdown pass streak here with one late to Mark Andrews. We thought he was going to get a second garbage one, which would have been okay in the end for Lamar, given the circumstances of this game, that it was pretty ugly if you had extracted more than uh, 23 fantasy points from him, but again, Lamar is going to give you the high floor, even in uh, struggle games like this. Just You thought he was going to smash it. You thought he was going to put up another 35 to 40 point game with his arm and legs like we've seen before in the past and in this matchup in particular. So very disappointing with the one score. Highly disappointing if you had Marquise Brown. He did was not involved. And uh, the big development here, however, you were pleased if you had Rashad Bateman. Another strong game for the rookie from Minnesota. Really came down to that last play, really. A 30-yard catch on the last gas drive that didn't mean anything. That ended with that uh, red zone interception by Lamar. So that really helped the game. But that counts. It doesn't disappear in fantasy football. So they were making it a point to sh shut down Brown and contain him for the big plays. And uh, they didn't materialize for him, but Bateman was open. He proved he's a very good route runner, good compliment. And uh, we were worried a little bit about Mark Andrews with Bateman cutting in and Watkins returning here, but Watkins looked terrible. They went back to Andrews quite a bit. He had a very nice game here, got in the end zone, was open for a lot of the game. But didn't have the monster game you're looking for, but when they diversify the passing offense and they're not rolling like they usually do, there's going to be some limitations there. But solid game for Mark Andrews. Pretty good for Bateman, where he played him as a wide receiver three. Highly disappointing for Brown. Really bad for Jackson here. Devonta Freeman was okay. Didn't have the touchdown this week, but caught a few balls there. And clearly was the number one option here ahead of Le'Veon Bell. Game script didn't go according to plan, where we saw Freeman and Bell touch the ball a lot in the second half. We thought they were going to be awesome early. They had two drives there that settled for field goal attempts. Justin Tucker made the first one in their very first possession and to start the game. Then they missed a field goal, and they just seemed to be out of sorts offensively after that until it didn't really matter until late in the game. So really uh, chalk it up to the Dolphins. Uh, they had their number. The Dolphins gave a play. Ravens weren't all put together, and uh, that's what happened in the result. Now for the Dolphins side of things, uh, look, it wasn't pretty. They got a defensive touchdown as their big highlight. They got a two attack goal of rushing touchdown there at the end coming off the bench there with Jacoby Brissett hurting his knee. So interesting situation where Tua was activated but only as a backup then came in and had to play really disappointing from the Dolphins side of things too yeah Jalen Waddle get some key targets there but you had those big plays by Isaiah Ford and uh looking at what uh yeah Albert Wilson we threw him in as a punt play in uh, some DFS lineups unfortunately we also threw him in with Mike Gusecki who was blanked he had seven targets in the game the Ravens were one of the worst defenses in the NFL in covering the tight end. It didn't matter if it was Brissett or Tua. They just could not connect with Gusecki. So Gusecki, a big, fat zero. So, yeah, Lamar was disappointing. Marquise Brown completely disappeared. But Gusecki takes the cake here for the suckiest performance there with the highest expectations here, maybe the entire week here on Thursday Night Football. So Thursday nights are weird. Things happen like that. So... We had a big play there again by the Dolphins and uh, stretching the field. Two random big ones. And the Ravens' defense really shot down here. I mean, they're really depleted in the secondary. You can still exploit them. The Dolphins did as much as they could with their limitations there. But, yeah, Gusecki getting blanked and those other 
random wide receivers making big plays was uh, really hard to watch there in this game. So, all right, let's uh, turn on to happier things. Go to the DFS slate on Sunday, and hopefully we'll get some rebounds from these quarterbacks that we look at. I'm looking at Justin Herbert first here, folks. I mean, it's a great matchup. That's the matchup that Lamar ripped to shreds last week against that Viking secondary. Bashad Breland is banged up here on the back end. Their pass rush is pretty much dormant here at this point without Daniel Hunter, probably without Anthony Barb. We talked about that a lot. But the price point for Herbert is excellent. He's coming off a great game himself last week against the Eagles. So all things line up very well here with the data. 7300 on DraftKings, 8000 on FanDuel. So if I'm going to pay up a little bit for a quarterback this week, clearly Justin Herbert. Now if I want to save a little bit of money, especially on DraftKings with the sale here, you can go to Matt Ryan at 6000 so 1300 less. He's only 700 less on FanDuel with 7300 there. But Matt Ryan looking great last week against the Saints defense that really opened up a lot of holes underneath. And I think the Cowboys will do the same thing. And... Figure the Cowboys offense will be back on point here. So not and this team's not going to simply run the ball with Cordell Patterson and Mike Davis and Hyde the way the Broncos did and their limited quarterback production there. So Matt Ryan should uh, continue the hot streak here based on volume. The defense is very favorable for their weapons all around, starting with Kyle Pitts. So yeah, Matt Ryan, good value as well if you go there. Carson Wentz, he's been pretty solid in fantasy football. Good cash games quarterback. 5,900 DraftKings, 7,500 however Fandle. So he's actually more expensive than Matt Ryan there, but uh, cheaper than Ryan on DraftKings. So it kind of makes sense there. If you want to save the $100, it's not uh, that much there on DraftKings, but you could go to Wentz. But definitely looking at Matt Ryan versus Carson Wentz there. It's a Jaguars matchup. It should be pretty solid again. Jonathan Taylor in the running game, setting up the passing game for big things. And Wentz could really have the same game he had against the Jets in this one at home. Ben Roethlisberger is more of the bargain bin quarterback this week. 5,600, 7,100. Najee Harris has a smash spot. We'll talk about him. Ben Roethlisberger's had a couple mispractices here. Not at full strength here, but look at the weapons here. He could be without Chase Claypool. That's a bummer here with the toe injury. So a lot of Deontay Johnson, a lot of uh, Pat Freemuth, but I think that plays in the hands of Roethlisberger as well as Najee Harris. A shorter intermediate here. So and wouldn't play him necessarily on FanDuel. The 7100 but on DraftKings, 5600 Very good price there. And if you want to go even a little cheaper, I might consider Taylor Heineke this week. 5400 on uh, DraftKings, 6900 on FanDuel. He's still starting for Ryan Fitzpatrick. The Buccaneers secondary still has some issues. Uh, their pass rush will be without Jason Pierre-Paul. They also can't run the ball in Washington this matchup because Antonio Gibson is banged up. So you could get the principles there, getting you back on track. J.D. McKissick. Right now, Terry McLaurin, they're really beat up at wide receiver, but Logan Thomas could return and help them as well at the tight end here this week. So Heineken can get it, also did get it done with his legs. He put up a pretty good fantasy game in the playoffs uh, there if you were playing that format against this uh, same Buccaneers team there last year with his legs and touchdowns and yardage and garbage there opposite Brady. So that could definitely happen again here for Taylor Heineke in Week 10 of 2021. All right. There's a look at your uh, Thursday night football takeaways, your quarterback uh, core players to target there, DraftKings and FanDuel for DFS. We'll get to running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and defense, and the recommendations there for DFS in our next segment. Let's close the show with our injury updates, as we promised. I told you from the top, this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. 
place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. It's definitely picked me up. I went there to the McCafe the other day. I needed a little bit of boost. Uh, got a lot of work at this time of year between the Sporting News and Lockdown Fantasy Football. Well, they were there for me. Great uh, McDonald's there. Very easy to order. Very comfortable to sit at and uh, do some work as well. So, did anyone say Lockdown Fantasy Football? Watch party. They have great Wi-Fi there. Good uh, homey feel. And I really liked our local McDonald's uh, for all the people there. Mainly in a good uh, place to... Uh, Go refuel and reconnect there yourself. So head to the McDonald's now and uh, rediscover what they mean by I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Let's continue here uh, looking at uh, DFS targets in week number 10. Once again, I will tell you, thanks so much for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available to you. Remember that on all platforms all year round, uh, five days a week. All right, let's uh, go to running backs here. If you want to pay up, there's an obvious choice. It's Jonathan Taylor. He wouldn't have disappointed last week if you played him as part of your key lineup for uh, the showdown slate there on Thursday Night Football. This week, he comes back to the main slate. Another smash spot at home against the Jaguars. Go look at what they did against the Bills. They did overachieve, but not a very good road team. Taylor's been on fire. This offensive line is back at full strength with Quentin Nelson and Braden Smith ready to play. So, yeah, looking all good here. Taylor wins. You can do a weird combination there because they've been getting it done together. They're symbiotic there because as Taylor goes, uh, Wentz goes because it opens up the play action, the easy passing for him. And the Colts also throw quite a bit in the red zone to complement Taylor on top of scoring with Taylor. So, Frank Reich and that offense is rolling. I wouldn't mind having a piece of that here. <clears throat> and a, maybe another opportunity to go, go for the bargain there with uh, Wentz or Roethlisberger or Heineke at quarterback to help you get one of these studs. Another stud at the same price, actually, on FanDuel, 9400 $200 cheaper on DraftKings. Najee Harris had a bit of a foot issue that popped up, popped up here in practice, added to the practice designation uh, report there on Thursday. But he should be good to go here. The matchup is outstanding. It's Detroit. They were destroyed. Before the bye against Philadelphia, that three-headed monster. So Najee Harris being the workhorse for the Steelers and the positive game script, he could really dominate multiple touchdowns, all that. So I think Taylor and Harris take your pick here, especially on FanDuel. You can afford one of them. I, I would lean a little bit more to to Taylor here, just because he's fully healthy and he's been on fire. But Harris definitely has that value, and you can save the 200 DraftKings and uh, really feel good about that as well. Now, dropping down a little bit in the price points, Ezekiel Elliott, there should be an overcorrection for the Cowboys. Two straight games where they haven't really had the running game going. Good opportunity to do that against the Falcons. The Falcons had been pretty good against the run, but you can now pound them. We saw that last week all around for Alvin Kamara when he was healthy. So 7000 and 8000 are Zeke's prices there on DraftKings and FanDuel. You also have another overcorrection probably coming with Aaron Jones, 6900 there. For the Packers on uh, DraftKings, 8,200 on FanDuel. They need to run the ball a little bit better, even uh, with uh, Aaron Rodgers potentially returning here this week. If it's not Rodgers, Jordan Love, you can't really exploit the Seahawks' run defense. So Aaron Jones should be a lot busier after the quiet game with Love. Uh, we really want Rodgers in there, however, to maximize Jones' value as a runner and receiver. Now, James Conner, what a great uh, start here. I think he's almost a guy that you have to get in most lineups this week. Cash games or tournaments, 6,300 there 
on Fan on uh, DraftKings seventy or seven thousand on FanDuel. James Conner really has the backfield to himself. Yeah, you'll have a little Eno Benjamin, but no Chase Evans, the ankle injury. You could have Colt McCoy starting again. We know what the formula was last week. A lot of the running game. Great matchup again this week against the Panthers at home for the running game. Not so much for the passing game. Everything aligns for James Conner to stay hot and build on his 11 touchdowns. And uh, now with a lot more yardage available there without Edmonds cutting into his workload. Chris Carson, you can also look in that uh, matchup there for the Seahawks-Packers game. A lot of people might be off him coming off the neck injury, but they're going to give him the ball. Keep in mind, Alex Collins is banged up with a growing injury. And this Packers run defense is pretty weak as well. So, overall, when you look at uh, Carson, yeah, don't hesitate there. I also like Javante Williams at 5,000. Here on DraftKings, 5,800 Fando. First uh, 100-yard-plus rushing game last week. Good matchup here against the Eagles. So, <clears throat> both of these backs should be doing really well. But Williams, particularly, is a good value there in relation to Melvin Gordon. Let's watch Zach Moss. He didn't practice there on Wednesday for the Bills. Uh, limited to why we're watching Zach Moss. There he is, a concussion. If he's not cleared on Friday, Devin Singletary is almost a must-play here at this value point. 4700 and 6000 are his prices uh, for the Jets game. Singletary having this backfield loan. I know they want to run the ball a little bit better. They've given up a little bit on it, but I think if Moss were out and they play with the game script that we should have expected last week against the Jaguars and against the Jets, it's kind of nice, interesting reverse trends there for the Colts and their matchups, and the Bills kind of swap their matchups, then uh, Singletary we feel good about. And we started with a Taylor. Let's end with a Taylor. This could be the sleeper of the week. I know everyone's been on Darnus Johnson looking at the situation there with the Nick Chubb, and we'll see if COVID-19, he gets cleared from that protocol with enough negative tests. But there's also a situation on the other side. Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson have missed two practices each in concussion. It's really hard to get cleared in a short week there to play, especially if you haven't practiced early. So, yeah, it could be a lot of J.D. Taylor. And a lot of people are on Brandon Bolden, but Bolden has a very specific role. He plays on special teams. He's a pass-catching back. Taylor we've seen before. When these guys have been limited, they've powered in J.J. Uh, Taylor. They like him a lot here, with the, especially with James White on the shelf here. So, would not surprise me at all if Taylor is the primary ball carrier with the key touches there for the Patriots. And maybe forgotten there because we're so focused on Johnson on the other side. It's hard because Taylor's had the multiple touchdown game, but not a lot of yardage while Dearness had been a big-time player. So, Dearness, they actually priced up a little bit. J.J. is really priced down at 4000 and 4800 All right, let's turn our attention to wide receiver here. Terry McLaurin coming back. We talked about Taylor Heineke. Maybe a possible stack with him. They're going to have to throw the ball quite a bit against the secondary. 7,600 DraftKings, 7,100 FanDuel. On the other side of the game, I like Mike Evans a lot. Looks like Chris Godwin might miss the game with a foot injury. Tony Brown not looking good with the ankle. We know also Rob Gronkowski with back spasms needs some time on the shelf again. So Mike Evans, what do you do? Slot receiver Mike Evans. Big play receiver Mike Evans. Red zone force Mike Evans. He's got to be all of those things for Tom Brady this week. Now that should get him some attention and coverage from William Jackson III and some others from Washington. If that's the case, and there's no Godwin, Brown, or Gronk, it makes sense. Go after Evans, you're not going to really put Tyler Johnson as the focus. And so that opens things up for Johnson as a cheapy play, too, if you're looking for a play that way. But Mike Evans, we see the Tom Brady connection. He could easily have multiple touchdowns in this game with uh, all those guys on the shelf. And uh, Brady dealing, uh, coming out of the bye himself against Washington. 
Deontay Johnson, similarly, with Chase Claypool potentially on the shelf there. Great matchup for Ben Roethlisberger there against the Lions. Lions secondary stinks. Could be a lot of Deontay if there's no Chase Claypool. A lot of Pat Freemuth. We like him at tight end. 3,900, 5,100 are his prices there on uh, DraftKings and Fanduel. Deontay, 6,800, So, yeah. We know a lot of things are tied to the quarterbacks we pick, and we want to go in that direction here. So, another player I really like to have a big game, stacking with Justin Herbert if you want, 6,600, 6,900. It's Mike Williams. It's a Mike Williams game. Keenan Allen should be effective, but he's a little bit banged up in the knee injury here going into the game against the Vikings. Vikings secondary sucks on the back end. You can really stretch the field on them big time. We saw that with uh, Marquise Brown and the Ravens last week. So, Mike Williams should get back on track. He was just putting up unreasonable high level of uh, wide receiver one numbers early, so it's kind of tailed off, but <clears throat> I think it's a chance to uh, rebound here big time against the Vikings. We look at uh, Michael Pittman Jr. continues to be a studly breakout for him, 6,300, uh, We know with Taylor and Wentz and Pittman, that's the new triplets here in Indianapolis we're excited about here, so the poor man's version of Peyton Manning, Edron James, and Marvin Harrison, but it's developing and you like offenses that streamline versus a few players there uh, involved. Julio Jones, this is our first JJ we'll talk about at wide receiver. 5,400 on drafting, 6,700 on fan. Why we like him, the Saints secondary actually gives up a lot of points away from Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore figures to be on A.J. Brown. They're, they'll move around Brown and he'll be fine, but Julio will get the easier matchup all game. He's usually getting a tough matchup against Marshawn Lattimore, but with Brown being more the alpha and the key target for the Titans, so... I like him as a sneaky play this week. Let's make sure the hamstring's okay. He did have limited practice there on Thursday, but he played well last week, I thought, given the nature of uh, the routes and targets he got. Jerry Judy is at 5,300, another JJ that we mentioned. 6,200 there on Fanduel. Again, the Eagles, we didn't know for sure if uh, Darius Slay and Avante Maddox would play there. Hamstring for Slay and... Uh, and Ankle knee issue there for Maddox, but it looks like they're trending towards playing. Still, I like Judy to exploit things in the middle with the slot versus uh, the outside receivers. Tim Patrick a little bit banged up here with a knee issue. If Cortland Sun could be matched up with Slay here, and uh, Steven Nelson's also been pretty good on the outside. So when we look at Jerry Judy's slot, running a lot of routes, I think he's overdue for a big game. They're kind of been like the Rashad Bateman of this team. Potential for a touchdown as well for Judy. T.Y. Hilton looks like he's going to be cleared from his concussion. Yet another person to incorporate in that Colts offense this year, this week. So yeah, Hilton should have some chances for some big plays. 5,700, 6,000. Michael Gallup should return as well. All points are that from his calf injury. 4,500. Here's why this is important here with Michael Gallup. Another underrated storyline, and we'll get into the injury report here, is that Cedric Wilson is hurting here. So, so... It's not just Gallup and Wilson are going to have to share time or they'll have to use him in there. They're going to get him in after last week. And remember what we saw way back in week one. They were doing some interchangeable route runnings between Gallup and Cooper and CeeDee Lamb working inside and outside. So, again, this is going to hurt the tight end's value. Gallup is Dak Prescott's guy here downfield. And, again, if there's no Cedric Wilson, he's going to step into that role. We know that the Falcons' secondary is pretty awful here. So, chance for Gallup to be... Rather productive as a wide receiver three right away. And for that value, you can definitely get 12 points, 3K return on DraftKings for him. There at 4,000, 5,500 only on Fando. Now here's one of my favorite plays of the week. I'm putting him in actually in a 10-team league 
where I have a ton of buys. Cooper Cup is my other wide receiver, so there's a lot of pressure off. But I uh, usually have uh, Jamar Chase in there and some others that are off this week. And uh, so uh, Darnell Mooney. So I, I had to just pick up somebody. I've been uh, pretty much rolling with Chase, Mooney, and Cup. So in the season long, I'm playing Deontay Harris. I love the matchup. And unfortunately, somebody caught onto that is playing Deontay Harris against me. But we can all play Deontay Harris and uh, have him on our team in DFS. 4,400. On DraftKings, 5400 and FanDuel. So, yeah, I love Harris. A, lot, a couple of Harris recommendations, a few Taylors, all that kind of stuff here this week. So, interesting uh, common last names, but uh, I like uh, Yontay Harris and uh, maybe no Damian Harris this week. So, another D. Harris has to come through this week, and I love him with uh, Trevor Simeon and that being targeted and that matchup against the Titans is beautiful this week on the back end. They still gave up a lot to, uh, speaking of Cooper Cup, to him and Robert Woods last week, and Harris... Looks like the main guy over Marquise Callaway in this current situation of the Saints quarterbacking. Let's go to tight end. We told you about Pat Freemuth at 3,950-100. Dawson Knox is going to return, looks like, with a hand injury. Great matchup here against the Jets. We saw Jack Doyle score against them last week. We also had uh, the little fake offensive line slash tight end touchdown. So Knox should find the end zone here against the Jets. 4,500 on DraftKings, 1,500 on FanDuel. I think he's actually been a key element of their offense that they've been missing a few weeks. So he was so important to what they were doing, and then he was on the shelf. Good downfield speed, stretching the field tight end, and he's put together with hands in the red zone this year. So love Dawson Knox. I told you about Fremo, 3,900, 5,100. But <clears throat> right in between, just right, is Noah Fant coming off the COVID-19 list, 4,300 on FanDuel, 5,700. I'm sorry. 4300 DraftKings, 5700 on FanDuel. Always we know the ex- more expensive price is on FanDuel based on the salary cap and all that. But no Fant here. Here's another interesting development here. We talked about Judy in the middle of the field. We talked about uh, a little bit, but the tight end injuries. Albert Kubinem was hurt for the Broncos. He tried to film for Fan, got hurt against the Cowboys. So their third stringer is uh, a no-name here. So when we look at... Uh, no Fant, he should see a lot of targets there this week. The Eagles play that to two deep safety thing. We've talked about it quite a bit, where they allow a lot of underneath throws. We saw Hawkinson go off against them. Two weeks ago, we had uh, Jared Cook and Donald Parham do some damage there from the Chargers against them last week. So Noah Fant, everything lines up. His profile athletically, having the week off, a little refreshed, points to him being very productive this week. Love that price point, 4,300, 5,700. <laughs> Tyler Conklin... Has come on a little bit. We uh, looked at the matchup here against the Chargers. Pretty good for the tight ends. Didn't really see Dallas Goddard take advantage of that, but they've been throwing more to Tyler Conklin. They're 3,400, How low can you go for a cheap play that can still get you return? That's Conklin this week. And finally, let's look at the <coughs> situation with the Browns and Eagles at defense this week. So these are the two uh, defenses I'm targeting with the Browns. Again, the Patriots could be down running backs this week. Mac Jones is a tough matchup. The Browns' pass defense is pretty nasty here. 2,800 there on DraftKings, 3,500 on FanDuel targeting them. And I think the Eagles are a bit of a sleeper and a contrarian play this week. The Eagles are pretty good up front. The Broncos' offensive line, we've kind of documented that they have three big injuries there at left tackle, left guard, and uh, right guard here this week. So we know the Eagles have a pretty good defensive front and can go after them this week. So some sacks and maybe some turnovers of Teddy Bridgewater to be had in that game, which is going to be a little ugly and a little scoring, but enough production from those key receivers, Judy and Fett. They both 
can happen here. If you pass quite a bit, that's where you get the points. And uh, I think that's what's going to happen against the Eagles this week. So I I think I like the Browns in most formats here, but maybe just about uh, taking the Browns on FanDuel and the Eagles and DraftKings and saving that money. All right, that takes care of your uh, DFS look here for week number 10 for the main slate. We do still have to get into our injury updates. We'll get to that in our last segment. But hey, fantasy football fans, this is Vinny I with the incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about it. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price to the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back in your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no cash. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back in your first tank. Again, that's the promo code TOUCHDOWN as you download the GetUpside app. All right, time to close the show here with our injury update. So these are just things that we're expecting to happen here as we get the designations later on Friday. <coughs> we'll go down the line at all the main positions. We'll start with Arizona and Kyler Murray with the ankle injury. He hasn't practiced for two straight days. They could choose to rest him again for Colt McCoy in favor of the P.J. Walker-led Panthers as uh, Sam Darnold's going to miss the game with his right shoulder injury. They did sign Cam Newton, but P.J. Walker is going to make the initial start here. Too quick of a turnaround for Newton to get ready and start against the Cardinals. Baker Mayfield has a foot injury as well, but he'll be fine. I don't like the matchup, however, against the Patriots. Uh, here, Carson Wentz battling a bit of an illness, but he's good to go. The Jaguars non-COVID-19 situation. Trevor Lawrence has a low ankle sprain. You're not going to use him, but he's going to be playing <coughs> this week against the Colts. Uh, Zach Wilson closer to return, but still Mike White in there against the Bills. Tough matchup for him. Ben Roethlisberger still, still dealing with the pectoral and hip injuries. Just rest a couple of weeks. There's no concern about him having to miss the game against the Lions in a good matchup. As we turn to running back, we ana- analyzed uh, James Conner having a bigger role here with Eno Benjamin. Now is the number two. You also don't have a Jonathan Ward. The concussion there is a uh, keeping the third uh, running back out at this point, so that helps Connor. Chase Edmonds out for a while with the ankle injury. Zach Moss, upgrade to limited. We'll see with the concussion again. Devin Singletary becomes a very appealing play. If it's Moss and Singletary splitting, they're still okay, but more deep league flex. But <coughs> if it's Singletary or Moss, and more looks like the, the former there with Singletary, then it's one guy in the backfield against this very weak Jets run defense, as we know. Nick Chubb, COVID-19 list, it could go either way here. He's vaccinated, so we'll see. Otherwise, it's going to be Dernest Johnson against the Patriots and a pretty favorable matchup there for Dernest there. So, yeah, he's a no-brainer RB2. Should Chubb miss the game, Chubb would be an RB1 if he plays. Ezekiel Elliott uh, there, limited with a knee contusion, but he'll play against the Falcons. Jamal Williams likely to miss another game for the Lions coming out of the bye. So, a lot of DeAndre Swift, a little bit of Jamar Jefferson there against the Steelers this week. James Robinson was upgraded to limited there on Thursday. So trending towards playing. We know that happened last week. Uh, got a limited practice on Friday. Didn't play, but they're more optimistic. He goes against the Colts. He should be in lineup as an RB2. If so, Josh Jacobs good to go as an RB2 with a knee injury for the Raiders against the Chiefs. Justin Jackson probably going to miss another game for the Chargers, helping Austin Eckler's value year continue to rise. <coughs> we mentioned the Patriots situation. 
Harrison Stevenson. We didn't know what was going on with uh, Damian and Ramondre. But the concussion that clearly tells that they may not be cleared. There are two missed practices for both of them. So again, Brandon Bolden, J.J. Taylor committee trending there to play against Cleveland for New England. Let's uh, turn to the Saints. This is a big injury concern with Alvin Kamara. Two missed practices with a knee injury. We'll see if he can get a limited session that would help him maybe be on track to play against the Titans. Should Alvin Kamara not play, Mark Ingram, yes, Mark Ingram is back with the Saints. We know that. Signed with the Texans or was moved uh, in a trade with the Texans a couple weeks ago. So Alvin Kamara, they're available. We'll see. If not, Ingram, uh, again, I wouldn't say he's going to be there. Alvin Kamara would be RB1. I think Mark Ingram falls into borderline RB2 flex should he take over the backfield. And maybe more passing game as well for the Saints in that matchup. Najee Harris has a foot issue but should be fine there for the Steelers in that smash spot against the Lions. <coughs> Elijah Mitchell, more issues with the ribs. But uh, he should be good to go there for that uh, Rams game and a good game last week. Also getting involved in the receiving game, which is a big deal here for Mitchell's value. Chris Carson should return for the Seahawks. Has done enough in practice here. We'll watch that. That'll be more Alex Collins there in a good matchup against the Packers. And Tony Gibson, still limited with that shin injury. He was revealed he had played through a fracture. Don't love him this week if you can pivot off him with the Buccaneers run defense in that matchup in Washington. <coughs> All right. The Cardinals, DeAndre Hopkins, missed two practices already with a hamstring. He could miss a game. Christian Kirk is good to go with a thumb injury. A.J. Green is going to come back from COVID-19. But they also could be down Rondale Moore. Neck and concussion issues there for Rondale. So those are a nasty combination of injuries. So probably the little guy is going to be out. Hopkins can be out. So it could be a lot of Kirk and Green there against the Panthers. But again, if it's Colt McCoy, downgrade for everyone. And you can't go in that direction. And uh, really trust James Conner even more in a season long in DFS. Buffalo Bills uh, will have uh, Cole Beasley in the lineup there with his ribs injury. He's seen a lot of targets. We're going to see him have a little bit more production on his catches. Jarvis Landry should be fine against the Patriots. Tough matchup, however, this week. Amari Cooper, hamstring and CeeDee Lamb ankle. They'll play through that against the Falcons. A very good matchup. We mentioned Cedric Wilson, the Michael Gallup situation. Wilson, two mispractices with the shoulder, so that helps Gallup here with the calf this week. Uh, coming back and being productive as the number three. Once again, seamlessly doing that. So no easing in there. <coughs> Tim Patrick, limited practice. He should go for the Broncos here. Excuse me with the little interjections there, but uh, still fighting through. And uh, we'll go to Indianapolis where T.Y. Hilton with the concussion is uh, going to return here. Went full. That's always a good sign. When you go full in practice, that means you're pretty much clear from the concussion. Going to play against the Jaguars. Sneaky spot there as a wide receiver three. You look at Tyreek Hill, ankle injury issue. He's fine for that Raiders game. So is Hunter Renfro on the other side with his ankle injury. Keen Allen, a little bit of a knee issue, but should be fine for the Vikings game. The Patriots also will be without probably Gunnar Olsilski, whatever his name is. He's the return man there for the uh, Patriots. He's very good at doing that, but not part of the passing game. But he has a concussion, so maybe a little bit more work for the wide receivers and tight ends that are already out there. Ty Montgomery has a hamstring issue there for the Saints. Uh, he could help a little bit with Mark Ingram should Alvin Kamara miss the game as a running back wide receiver hybrid. Corey Davis should return for the Jets, but tough matchup against Tredavious White and the Bills this week. Devonta Smith has a tough matchup, even with a couple of cornerbacks injured there, Bryce Callahan and Pat Sertan for the Broncos. So we'll have to deal with Ronald Darby and Kyle Fuller. So avoid Devonta Smith if you can. There for the Eagles. It should be an ugly game there in Denver. Chase Claypool really in danger of missing the game with a toe injury. That's a tough one. Turf toe, it hurts coming off a bye. So 
when somebody's hurting off the bye, it's very concerning there because then it's something that happened that you're not sure about and how it's going to play out. So be prepared to be without Chase Claypool when the injury designations come out. DK Metcalf will play through his foot injury coming back from the bye against the Packers. Chris Godwin has a foot issue that is serious and you got to worry about. Also a player coming off a bye that you're worrying about uh, maybe missing games. So Mysterious, they're not sure if he can play. Two missed practices, never a good sign. So did Antonio Brown. <coughs> so again, that's why we like Mike Evans. And a sleeper this week is Tyler Johnson. A.J. Brown is fine with his knee injury. And Julio Jones with his hamstring should keep playing. It's a good matchup really against the Saints as long as they're working away from Marshall Lattimore. Curtis Sammy, what else is new? Going to miss another game for the Washington football team. Cam Sims and Diamond Brown may be the complimentary players here to Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, and J.D. McKissick in that game. We'll, let's hope Thomas returns here. Dawson Knox, hand injury, full practice. You figure he's good to go here, returning there for the Bills to help us at tight end one. Travis Kelsey, neck injury. Uh, rebounded and had a good game last week, so should be back on track against the Raiders. Jonah Smith dealing with a shoulder injury for the Patriots. Can't play him. Hunter Henry is viable, but a tough matchup against the Browns. Eric Ebron should return from his hamstring injury. He got a full practice. He's missed two games. Opening door for Pat Freemuth to break out, but <coughs> it doesn't close. That door doesn't close because Eric Ebron returns, folks. Freemuth is out and ready to dominate here again in the red zone. George Kittle, calf injury. He returned and did a great job last week against the Cardinals. Big George Kittle-like game. I think he can have another one against the Rams here. <coughs> and Rob Gorkowski, we mentioned you're going to be without him with the back injury. And one kicker note, Greg Zerline, you probably figured this out already, but COVID-19 list here, he was a zero last week. So between the zero last week as the Cowboys went for two uh, point conversions there in garbage time, didn't even give him an extra point attempt. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's dropped and they just move on a kicker. It's a kicker. And you can find better options, especially someone who's going to do better. So it's going to be just like last week where Zerline gave you a zero in fantasy football. All right, uh, there you have it. There's a breakdown there of uh, the key injuries you need to know here and uh, what's going on in practice this week for the players there on Sunday and Monday's game. That's what we do. We put a bow on it here on Lineup Friday here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Before we get out of here, i got to tell you about... Uh, show that you must check out if you like gambling, you like fantasy football, got to check out Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs across sports. Locked On Bets here on the network, Locked On, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. This is the end of the week and the end of the show. Good luck in all your matchups this week and uh, catch you on the flip side there for Roundup Monday, breaking down all the Week 10 Sunday action.